Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Believe in Sparks, presented by betonline.ag. I'm Sydney Weiss. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Hey, everybody. Thank you again for joining another episode of Believe in Sparks right here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Stacey Pates. And joining us today, I'm super excited about this guest. All of our guests are awesome, but Howard Megdahl is a little something extra special, and we'll get into that throughout the show. (laughs) Howard's an accomplished author. He's editor-in-chief of The Next, a women's basketball site, and founder of the women's sports newsletter, The Nine. Hi, Howard. Happy to have you here. Really excited to be here. Thank you so much for the invitation. Yeah, for sure. Some of the research that I've done uh, and, and some of the reading that I've done in, in your work, I'm a big fan of your work, first of all. And uh, Thank you. absolutely, a sports fan to your core, and baseball is a huge part of that with the multiple books that you've penned. When and why did women's basketball become important for you to cover? That's it. It's a difficult question to answer in a short response, so I'll, I'll try and give you the short-ish response. Well, you have uh, deadline. You have deadline today, so you can take all, <laughs> as much time as you want. <laughs> I, I appreciate it, but I, I mean, it's always been a part of the balance that I've tried to strike as a writer. You know, starting out at a daily newspaper covering uh, women's sports and covering men's sports, even at the scholastic level, girls and boys basketball. When it came to high school. Uh, It was always something significant, Uh, but I got to a certain point where you look around and you start to recognize that the gap in coverage is just so enormous. And so you think when you get to a certain point, what can I do as somebody in the industry, not just to reflect that imbalance, but to instead try and change that imbalance. And so I I had sort of a cathartic moment on that point in 2015. I was covering the World Series for USA Today. Uh, As you said, I grew up a Mets fan and it was a big deal for me to be able to cover the World Series and cover the New York Mets in the World Series. And Mm. at the same time, Mm. I was covering the WNBA playoffs for several different outlets. And that meant covering Tamika Catchings. Now, just by way of a bit of background, Tamika Catchings is statistically not just the best player in WNBA history, but she's probably about 20% better than anyone else if you go by things like win shares. She had already announced she was retiring after the following season, and she was heading into Madison Square Garden uh, for a do-or-die game against the New York Liberty with her Indiana fever. And so I went up to the PR person 
at, in, at the Indiana Fever and said, hey, it's Tamika talking pregame. Well, sure, she's talking pregame. Okay. Uh, well, when is she doing her pregame availability? That's what you're used to from the NBA. Mm-hmm. Um, anytime you want. She's right over there. You want to go talk to her? So I did. It was me and a couple of videographers from the league. And that was it. This is Tamika Tatchin, the mm-hmm. best player in league history at the world's most famous arena. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't been there, and this is no celebration of myself, this is just a reality that if I hadn't been there to tell the story of Tamika coming in and winning that game, really her last great playoff performance, nobody's writing that story. And I got home that night and was talking over with my wife and just saying, you know, look, the bottom line here is that if those stories of Tamika Catchings aren't being told, just think how many others are falling through the cracks. And so I made a decision to alter my emphasis from covering men's sports and women's sports to uh, I was going to make sure that I could cover every bit of women's sports I could, and then I would fit in men's sports uh, around it. Um, That's part one. And then there's part two, which is why the next, why the nine newsletter, if I. Yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. So I've did a lot of freelancing and I still do when I'm for a lot of major outlets, but when you are freelancing about women's sports, you are usually building in sand. You are with an editor who understands it's important, but maybe the editor who succeeds him or her does not understand that. There are cutbacks. When there are cutbacks, women's sports is always the first to go. And so as a result, the infrastructure to be able to do this permanently and the infrastructure for the young people in our business who need to learn to train to get the reps all of that goes by the wayside. The number of freelance opportunities, let alone full-time jobs covering women's sports, is incredibly limited. And so it got to a point where you said, all right, what can I do in order to change that? And the Nine newsletter has five spots across five different women's sports that not only gives an individual an opportunity to write about it on a daily basis every weekday, but also gives links to the important work being done all over the country. So a lot of times though, that work is not being uh, properly appreciated because let's say an editor gives a women's sports story a shot once every four months and nobody knows to expect it. And there's no natural built-in audience for that. And then it doesn't do very well. And then those poor metrics are used to justify not covering the next event. And that happens over and over again. And then the next is simply the manifestation of 24 7, 365 coverage of women's basketball. Uh, it's something that we take for granted on the NBA side and to take nothing away from the incredible work that's, that's done for that. But women's basketball needs it as well. And so making sure that we are attacking two problems at the same time, that we are uh, attacking the issue that women's basketball is not covered nearly enough and there is a strong imbalance and making sure that the people who are telling those stories are a greater proportion women, women of color, to make sure that the stories are fully fleshed out, that we are hearing from a range of perspectives, not because it is the right thing to do, though it is most certainly that, but because the work will be better as a result of that as well. And so that's where we go from, all right, this needs to change on an individual basis to what can we do collectively to make sure that the ground is laid for this to be in place for many years to come. Wow. You 
genuinely have moved up a few notches on my hero list. So um, thank, thank you for that. That is, that is incredible. That is wonderful. I told everyone listening, this was going to be a, a great episode that you were a very special guest. We'll be back after this message from our sponsor. The Super Bowl is right around the corner. And if you're looking for a place to bet on any of the sports going on, betonline.ag is the best and only place to lock it in. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, BetOnline gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there's always the online casino because it never closes. So head over to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Man, what a year 2020 was. Talk us through what your experience of 2020 was, was because I feel like the, the league officials, the teams, the players, everybody handled it so beautifully. And I loved the support around the league also for those players like the LA Sparks, Christy Tolliver, that, that, elected to to not join the team and she's such an integral part um and for the reasons that she elected not to join the team and the support she got behind that decision your experience your vantage point of 2020 um you can go broad with the league and specifically to the sparks to to both of them i think this is what you might call a best case scenario which is a weird thing to say about a year that was largely consumed by the global pandemic but given that given the dangers and the potential pitfalls that come along with it, to see the lead succeed, to see uh, television ratings increase, to see the lead's profile increase from a sports perspective was remarkable as well. I, I just don't think we're going to be telling the story of 2020 in the WNBA without starting with the simple fact that the WNBA helped flip control of the United States Senate which is just a crazy thing to consider, but is undeniably the case. And across the league and the partnership that we saw among the 140 or so players in the WNBA who managed to band together and do that, uh, it, it was hugely significant. It made a huge difference for America. It made a huge difference if we're talking strictly in WNBA terms for the profile of the league. And so we had an entire year where for those unfamiliar, it wasn't, geez, what's the WNBA or, uh, well, will the WNBA survive? You know, both of which are tired, outdated tropes. Uh, but instead, who is this lead that has managed uh, to flip control of the U.S. Senate? And so that matters a lot. As far as the Sparks specifically, it was a difficult year. You know, they were missing a lot of players who were critical to the plan. Christy Tolliver is no stranger to winning as she's done it in LA. She did it in DC. She did it at Maryland when she was a freshman in college. And so to not have Christy Tolliver in place to go alongside uh, what was a very strong, typically strong year from NECA, uh, but from a typically strong year and then some from Candace Parker, uh, an elite two-way player well into her 30s year, And your typical Chelsea Gray season, especially later on in the season, once the shot came around, you have to, if you're Derek Fisher, be thinking what might have been. But it also sets them up for 2021, a free agency that is going to be wild. And there's certainly going to be people who are going after their players. 
neck included, even though she's been poured. Uh, but something that offers an opportunity for L.A. to, if they can largely run it back, be in position uh, to contend for a championship in 2021 and hopefully in front of fans at the Staples Center later on when it's safe to do so. Absolutely. I want to touch on a little bit deeper when thinking about this league and these women um, to be literal American icons for the work that they did and the standing together Mm -hmm. and the flipping the control of the Senate. Do all of these facts prove a point? Do all of these facts create that wave that will bring attention to this league that it's deserved of and has been deserving of for over two decades. Here's how I think it is likely to go down. I think we are talking about a scenario where this league is never going to get all or nothing. It's not the turning off of a switch, right? It's the league has been deserving of this since 1997. It remains so that continues to happen. So the league is in a position now to get more of that attention, but it's never about a light switch turning on. It's about more and more people seeing the league. You know, the the league's done market research for years that has centered around a very simple fact. When people show up at a WNBA game, they see it. They understand it. They see what the big deal is. And they don't tend to drift away. And so it's less a question of one change turning 100% of the way on. It's more 100 different changes that move us 1% in the direction of where we ought to go, which is to a moment of ultimately full equality uh, in terms of the attention, in terms of the coverage, and in terms of the understanding of the greatness of the WNBA. I I am not one of these people. I've covered the NBA for a long time. I am not one of these people who said, oh, the NBA is terrible. The W, you know, you you hear this trope too from some women's basketball fans. Well, the WNBA has fundamental basketball in a way the NBA does not. Well, that's not true. I mean, maybe that's true if you spend all your time watching the Knicks, but you, you know, if you're watching the NBA, the NBA is filled with tremendous, great players who are worthy of the attention. The only point is the WNBA is full of players who are also worthy of that attention and attention must be paid to both in equal measure. I completely agree. I love that. Um, I'm, I'm with you on so much of that. Uh, I'm born and raised in Indiana and I, I covered the Pacers <laughs> for seven seasons. So, and sure. Tamika's one of she's my sister. So hearing mm-hmm. you, hearing you tell that story, I smiled the whole time. Um, and for us as journalists too, this, the, the stark risk, the difference between how the NBA and for, you know, the differences make sense to a degree, um, but we're still talking about professional athletes here, but just the accessibility, the fact that you could um, walk right up to Tamika and, and the PR was just like, yeah, she's right over there. Whereas in the NBA, that, that wouldn't have necessarily happened, <laughs> right? You would have had to, you would have had to really uh, get lucky on that day for, for that kind of scenario to work out. And, to and, have- and it wasn't just Tamika, you know, Maya Moore is the same yes, thing. Yes. You, you know, it, it's the, the stars of this league yeah. uh, have been just criminally undercovered for, for several decades. 
let's talk a little bit about your thoughts on what's going on with the Atlanta dream. Sure. Well, what's going on are good things. Mm-hmm. You know, the Atlanta dream in a way, I, I, again, you know, the entire WNBA players association got behind uh, Raphael Warnock and helped get him elected. Yep. Uh, but the, the particular ability of the Atlanta dream players, whose paychecks are being signed by Kelly Loeffler to do this is an incredible thing. I mean, it, it boggles the mind the way they were able to balance it, the way they were poised, the way they were doing media on a regular basis and never had a single thing they said that was out of step, which you just know if there had been a single thing, it would mm-hmm. have been grabbed onto by bad faith actors mm-hmm. uh, who would have used it against them. And they did it all right. And now, of course, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported that the uh, Atlanta regime are close to being sold, which on top of everything else, Thank God for, for Nikki Collin, for Christianko, if that happens, because they've held the fort for well over a year, just caught in the crossfire of something uh, that Kelly Loeffler, for whatever reason, felt comfortable subjecting her longtime employees to. And they deserve a real owner and a fresh start and the ability to be able to keep building uh, what is a really interesting young team there. But they, they deserve to not have to wonder every single day what white nationalist garbage is going to come out of the mouth of their owner mm. and have and have to answer to it's hard enough running a WNBA team because you're running a WNBA team. Mm. And so, yes, I see a real opportunity for 2021 to be better for the Atlanta dream and uh, be fascinating to see who is in fact taken over as owner, if that all comes to pass and what they're going to be able to do to take it to the next level. And speaking of owners, there have been some gentlemen in the, in the NBA. Uh, Baron Davis is one of them. LeBron mm-hmm. James mentioned putting together a, a group um, to own this team. What are your thoughts on if, because the crossover is these, these are the WNBA and the NBA, they're brothers and sisters. And right. what is your thought on that combination if they were to uh, put together an ownership group? Do you think the um, NBA would be great? Yeah, yeah. I do too. Yeah. I think it'd be fun. Get, get a, get a well-known, well-capitalized owner who's able to let basketball ops do the job. And if that uh, person brings further attention uh, while staying true to how a WNBA team is run properly, that this is not uh, the way we saw in, in many instances early on in the WNBA, where um, teams that were owned jointly, NBA and WNBA would often um, as one longtime insider put it to me, just grab whichever man happened to be around and was under contract for something else and make him the head coach. You know, that's not the way this works. That's not how Baron Davis views the WNBA. It's not how LeBron James used the WNBA. And that's the, you know, there are a lot of people who try to um, criticize the league by saying things like, oh, they, they just pay the NBA players to say that or whatever, you know. It's not the case. They, they all recognize, right? so many of them recognize mm-hmm. that basketball is basketball. There is a joint respect that goes along with this league. And I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with NBA players where when they find out that I cover the WNBA are excited to talk to me about what's next. Trey Young loves the WNBA and couldn't wait to talk to me about the WNBA draft when I was doing a piece about him a couple of years ago uh, during his rookie year. It, it is an absolute, when you say a brotherhood, sisterhood, that's exactly what it is. 
I love that. And, and even looking further into that Kyrie Irving, and there's probably other players that, that just haven't been mentioned or kept it on the down low or, uh, but his is the most recent story. Kyrie Irving is another brother that stepped mm-hmm. forward to, to all of his sisters that were like, you know what, I'm going to sit out this year, Christy Tolliver included. And he, he gave, he put forth one and a half million dollars to, right. to cover their salary gap. Um, which I think is, is beautiful. And it just speaks to, I just love that, that cross um, supportive atmosphere. And I think that if we had more of that in the world in general, uh, we'd certainly be a more peaceful place. I, I would be remiss not to point out his teammate, Kevin Durant is a longtime supporter of the league. I mean, yep. the yep. cross, the cross promotional opportunities, but also just the, the cross supportive yes. opportunities yes. that, uh, that specifically in Brooklyn is going to be a very big deal. When we get past this, ridiculousness of uh mm-hmm. of COVID-19 they're going to be practicing in the same place they're going to be playing in the same place they're going to be able to support one another Sabrina Ionescu has a significant following among NBA players and significant friendships among the NBA as well it's it's a really exciting time in Brooklyn and again why does that matter well think about the lead in terms of attention they have had in the New York Liberty for several years, the end of Jim Dolan's tenure, when he decided to just basically leave them by the side of the road, they have had in their number one media market, a relative uh, scarcity of both attention and uh, players who could bring more of that attention. Mm-hmm. And so now suddenly that has all changed. And that is going to be another significant indicator I'm watching for how the league grows in 2021. I agree. And it, 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 it gives me such joy too when I see uh, many NBA players rocking the orange hoodie of the WNBA. Mm-hmm. That brings me a lot of joy to my heart. We'll be back after this message from our sponsor. With a new year comes tons of new big games in sports. And with big games, you need big stakes. Kansas City Stakes has the cuts you crave to celebrate the playoffs and the big game. Visit KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and save up to $25 on combos perfect for game day. Plus get free shipping with code BELIEVE, that's B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Try out the Snack Pack Combo featuring small plates with big flavor. Mini Beef Wellington Steak Burger Sliders, Mac and Cheese Melts, Shrimp Wrapped in Bacon. I can't keep reading this because I'm going to get real hungry. Every order is flash frozen, delivered directly to your home. Satisfaction guaranteed or your money back. Basically every cut of steak imaginable, plus appetizers, desserts, barbecue, and so much more. Again, go to KansasCitySteaks.com slash game day and use code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V at checkout for free shipping. Kansas City Steaks, big games, big taste. Yeah. It, it is a free agency frenzy and just, <laughs> just, just among the Sparks players, the <clears throat> unrestricted free agents. Um, and these are players for those that don't understand free agency started uh, negotiations started on January the 15th and players can start signing with teams on February one. So among the unrestricted free agents of our LA Sparks, huge, huge things could happen. Candace mm-hmm. Parker, Chelsea Gray, uh, Raquana Williams, Rashonda Grace, Simone Augustus. And Simone was such a joy to be with this team because she's funny 
and enlightening and clearly decorated with her with her success but this is a massive i mean this could be a a starting five anywhere and these are your unrestricted free agents uh, absolutely the case and you know simone is just a joy everywhere she goes I, i i've loved covering her in minnesota love that she was every bit in the simone we've come to recognize uh in la i hope she plays forever Although mm-hmm. I know, obviously, that's not realistic. But to your point, I, I mean, these are the most significant players in, in the L.A. Sparks galaxy right now, right? And I, I mean, it's hard to imagine the L.A. Sparks contending for a title next year without NECA, without Candace, and without Chelsea Gray. Mm-hmm. The core rule meant they could only core one of them. And by the way, They've cored NECA, but if NECA decides she wants to play elsewhere, then the coring rule does not prevent that from happening. There were a couple of players who were cored last year, Tina Charles in New York and Skylar Diggins-Smith in Dallas. And in both Mm -hmm. cases, Mm -hmm. the coring simply meant that they were able to get um, compensation for those players who wanted out. Uh, I wrote about the 538 today. Uh, Worth checking out if you can, you know, about how that simply sets – LA up to get value, but certainly you can't get equal value for a player like NECA. There's no more efficient shooter in WNBA history. I, I mean that quite literally. She, in her MVP season, had the best true shooting percentage of any player who's ever played in the league. Mm. It was, I, I want to say it was 73.7% in memory serves. And then Chelsea Gray is the best young point guard. I mean, it's not so young anymore. Uh, which is crazy to imagine, but um, I know, right? Still, I uh, want to be 28 right. again. <laughs> I mean, exactly right. Relatively speaking, <laughs> super young. I'm with you, but uh, you know, I, I I remember coming out of Duke, and then uh, you know, Candace Parker was indispensable last year, and and remains, to my mind, underrated relative to what she's done, not just in her own career but what she has done to change the definition of her position. I mean, there is no Elena Deldon and Brianna Stewart and Asia Wilson. And, 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 you know, the fundamentals of what we expect out of a four or five uh, and the fundamental, the ceiling of what's possible were changed forever by Candace Parker. When we look at some unrestricted or excuse me, some restricted free agents, probably the most highly sought after restricted free agent would be likely Brittany Sykes. Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's fascinating, too. She's playing overseas currently and she's another terrific one. She's hilarious. She shows up. She does the work. She I truly believe she's one of those players. It's like she would do anything. She would do anything for the betterment of the team. And, And what do you say about what you saw of her? in LA, uh, in the wobble. So I, I have a soft spot in my heart for Brittany Sykes and I always will. And this is somebody who overcame multiple ACL tears in college mm. to become not just a WNBA player, but a WNBA player whose athleticism is one of her key tools. But the moment I knew Brittany Sykes was going to be a true WNBA stalwart came not during the moment of triumph, but it came at the end of her college career in 2016, Syracuse made an improbable run. I think they were a four seed uh, to the final where they lost, of course, to the 2016 
uh, UConn team that I believe was the best college uh, team in the history of the sport uh, with seven future WNBA players or draft picks on that roster. Uh, you know, people like Nafisa Collier and Gabby Williams were fifth and sixth uh, um, contributors. So just an incredible team. And I saw it again and again. Teams would come in, they'd play UConn, they would be utterly defeated. Not just lose, but be utterly defeated. And I sat there at her locker talking to Brittany Sykes afterwards, and her team had lost. Mm -hmm. But she was not defeated in that moment. Mm -hmm. She was on to the next challenge in that moment. And I just came away that night feeling like, Whatever else happened, and I just saw greatness in UConn, but I understood Brittany Sykes was special. So mm. to see her do what she's done at the WNBA level is not surprising to me. But I do want to point out just in a more technical sense why I think she's going to get paid extra. And that is to say there are a number of people who are after Bettina Laney who is a similar type of player, right? A guard wing, somebody you can plug in at the 2-3, defensive talent, uh, you know, can shoot it from the perimeter, can get to the rim. Uh, Laney, uh, who was a revelation last year, is going to get paid, and justifiably so. But whoever comes in second for Nigel Laney will have opened up a salary slot to be able to turn around and offer it to Brittany Sykes. And for this team, this team that has so many max salaries they're going to have to give out, that's going to create quite a salary crunch when there's only $1.3 million in uh, room for the entire roster. That's why we call it a free agency frenzy. It's going, to right. be, it's going to be wild, and I'm excited about that. And going Me back too. To, <laughs> and going back, going back to UConn real quick, um, I believe, didn't Gino just pass uh, for all-time wins, Pat Summit? He did. He did last night. And and on Thursday night, it's going to be an opportunity to then play Tennessee. And uh, he'll be facing Kelly Harper, who was a player for Pat uh, at one point. Uh, And actually, the nine newsletter, which is going out later today, um, those of us in the media got a chance to talk to Kelly Harper. And she had some really interesting things to say about the perspective, the matchup, uh, a little bit of it all as well. But boy, my hope is Tennessee and Connecticut play forever because that is a rivalry that defined the sport. But yeah, Gina Oriema, let's not take him for granted. Mm -mm. Let's not take Tara for granted um, because I feel like people did that with Pat and missed out on an opportunity. Yes, And let's not take for granted those figures in the pro game either. You know, my advice, I, I heard lots of people in my profession, in our profession, right? When Pat died to say, Geez, I wish I'd covered her. He said, well, mm. Cheryl Reeves right over there. Cheryl mm. Reeves has won four WNBA titles and is going to be one of those figures we talked about forever as one of the great coaches and now general managers in the history of the league. Go cover her. Go cover mm-hmm. the Lynx. Mm-hmm. Go cover Mike Tebow in D.C. Somebody who's had a long and storied and incredible career that includes more wins than anybody else and, and a WNBA title and possibly another one to come. One's Elena Deladon's around and in her prime Mm -hmm, playing mm -hmm. for him. This is what is necessary. There's no shortage of great figures to be able to appreciate. But Gino, too, I I do. Gino is somebody who every time we have a press conference with him, I get to hear what he has to say. It matters. Just like Mm -hmm. later today, when I hear from Kelly Graves, when I hear from Dawn Staley, uh, 
it matters. And it's, it's being able to tell those stories, these people who are building the sport in real time. And hopefully people are following your example. Any, any of those journalists that are, man, I wish I would have covered Pat Moore. Well, good. You've got great opportunity. Now there are terrific people out there now. Mm-hmm. It, any, anybody that's not knocking down the doors of all the names that you just mentioned, Don Staley included, I adore her. Um, they're missing out and you are setting such a great example and you are setting the pace for, for this uh, coverage. And again, thank you. I appreciate everything that you do, everything you will continue to do. Um, you can, can, be- can I, can I interject very briefly? Please. I, I appreciate your kind words. And yes, I, I would offer to anyone who's looking to do more, reach out. I'm happy to tell you how, um, but I also want to point out the following, and you would know this because uh, you have covered the NBA. When I cover LeBron James, when I cover Kevin Durant, nobody says to me, thank you for your coverage, right? LeBron doesn't say to me what, what Corey Close, the head coach at UCLA Women's Basketball says, thank you for spotlighting women's basketball. LeBron never says to me, I just want to thank you for putting, for shining a light on the NBA, right? It's a given, it's an understanding. And so I understand where that, gratitude comes from and i appreciate the recognition to be sure but a critical metric is we need to get to the point where women's sports coverage is just taken for granted for good for bad it is the given in the same way that the nba sports coverage is the given too and that i know that's where you want to get to as well and i know that's why you're doing your part but that's where i want to get to as well i completely agree Yes, 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 yes. Well, once again, you've moved up on the hero list and I appreciate you so much. You can read more of Howard Megdahl just on social media. You can find him at Howard Megdahl and tell us how we can subscribe to the newsletter, how we can read the next. What are some other ways that we can read your work? Really important. If you believe we need 24 7, 365 coverage of women's basketball, the next.substack.com. It's $9 a month or $72 a year. You're getting over 100 stories from our 30-plus people working to cover this sport. We have a beat writer for all 12 WNBA teams. There are major news outlets, major sports outlets that have one person to cover the entire league. We have one for each of the 12. We cover the major colleges. We cover mid-majors. We cover when we can D2, D3, high school, international. We have a writer dedicated to USA basketball. If that matters to you, the next.substack.com and then the nine.substack.com brings it all together. It's $6 a month, $60 a year. You get women's soccer on Monday, women's tennis on Tuesday, women's basketball on Wednesday, women's golf on Thursday, women's hockey on Friday. Why does that matter? Because men's sports has a networking facility that we can all take for granted if you know who steph curry is you know who mike trout is if you know who mike trout is you know who pat mahomes is because the coverage comes together women's sports the coverage gets siloed it gives you an opportunity every day to see curated links across these sports to learn to understand from journalists who are covering each of the five sports every single day it gives you a chance to up those metrics and make it easier for that writer who did the story about women's sports to make the case to do the next story about women's sports. And we have original interviews with newsmakers every single issue. $6 a month, $60 a year, 
It's building the infrastructure, the nine.substack.com. Those are the two. Those are why I've created both of them. And that's how they come together. I love it. Thank you so, so much, Howard Megdahl, for taking time out of your crazy schedule. We appreciate you and thank you for your continued coverage. Thank you for illuminating the great sport of women's me. basketball. Yes, absolutely. Here for, here for you anytime. You, you never hesitate to reach out. Yay. Thank you. Please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're available on your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, iHeart, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Sports. Follow me at SwissBaby24 on Instagram and Twitter, and Stacy at Stacy Pates on both platforms as well. Interested in advertising on this show? Please contact Believe at Believe.com. I'm Stacy Pates for Sydney Weiss. This has been a presentation of BetOnline.ag. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.